from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I just heard the weirdest thing, man. What? So we're sending Maury down to the finale of Canada's Got Talent so we can do interviews, right? Two-hour finale. Yeah. Eight o'clock tonight, City TV. Thank you. So Maury's going to be down there. And he's leaving. And he's like, I'm all packed up. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you're all packed up? He's like, I packed my day bag. Well, what's in your day bag? He's like, say, what's in your day bag, Maury? I have my pajamas. Yeah. Um, change of clothes for like when I go to the show and my like toiletries. What time are you, what time are you coming home tonight? Like a After the show? Yeah, like right after. Why do you have pajamas at a, on a day work trip? Because I'm gonna like nap for a bit. They're gonna I'm gonna like stay like uh, in the hotel for a couple hours. But why are you bringing pajamas? What I'm supposed to sleep in my jeans? No, but you don't bring. You're pa- a you grown don't need pajamas. Man. <laughs> I pajamas like even like. Look, you're going for the day. Yeah, you're literally going for the day. Well, you might as well pack a suitcase. That is a huge. That bag. is a giant bag. Yeah, and it has all my toiletries hey, in give here. Give me that bag. Let all your it. toiletries. Let me see. Oh my god! So. Again, Maury, like, oh my god, Maury's gonna get oh, there. Back is mad heavy. Maury's gonna get there about noon, right? Why did we get you a hotel? Because yeah. I wanted to like sleep for a bit. And you're a grown man. You don't need to sleep. You're working, man. Yes, but I'd like to have a like a like sleep and have a shower. See, when you said you needed a hotel, I thought you were like gonna be there for like overnight, and you had stuff to do tomorrow, and we like all this phone. stuff. Hold on. We got the phone chart. Let me turn on the light. Mocha's going through his bag right now. That is a big. That is a giant bag yeah. for a day work trip. Huh? It really <laughs> is. Okay. Like, what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay. What, is what is going this? on? What with jacket you? is this? That's my like you know blazer for the, the crumpled up in a ball. <laughs> for really my blazer for the podcast. Yeah. He literally went. Like I this. bet you. Yeah, I bet you those pajamas are pristinely pressed <laughs> and folded <laughs> nicely. Okay. You're touching stuff in there. What is that? (laughs) Baby socks. Why do you have have baby socks in there? Sports socks. You plan on wearing these with your crumpled up jacket tonight? Yeah. Okay. So we got this kid socks. Shem looks so amused. You look like a hobo, Maury. What what else is in there? Oh, you're touching my underwear? Is that underpants? That looks like swim trunks. Yeah, I swear. Those are so... First of all, they look like they're for a five-year-old. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know what these look like? When my kid was learning how to, how to swim? Yes. <laughs> and they had the swim diapers? Yes. <laughs> That's yes. More, okay, so more just... more packed his, uh, his... So you don't poop in the pool. <laughs> okay. And then what's this? A t-shirt? Yeah, it's for underneath the blazer. Okay, t-shirt, yeah. Oh my God. And then, uh, your Blue Notes jeans? Oh, no, those ones are the... Um, oh, Ralph Lauren, okay. <laughs> those are my fancy oh, going out okay. jeans. Fancy going How many out pairs jeans? of those do you have? One, okay. those ones. Okay, gotcha. What the hell is this? Those are ripped up. Oh, this is my microphone. Satchel, oh, my okay. God. 
So again, Maury, we're sending Maury down to, where is it, Niagara, <laughs> Niagara Falls? Is that yeah. where you're going? Is that where yeah, the yeah, falls for you. I found the pajamas. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, come oh, on. Yes. For God's okay. sake. So we got Things are wide. Maury. Another t-shirt. No, that's my sleep shirt. Why does your sleep shirt look just like the same style as the because shirt? Because there's no you? difference. Because there's no difference. Maury, what time do you have to be at Canada's Got Talent? Like when does the show start? What time do you have to be there? Oh, I have to be there for yes. four o'clock. For four o'clock. You're going to get to the hotel at what time? About noon, 1230? Yes. So you're literally <laughs> going to be in a hotel room for three and a half hours you and you the- packed a day bag with pajamas. Because <laughs> I wanted to get comfy. For three and a half hours. He's got a Q-tip I love in when here. I get in a hotel. You brought Q-tips yeah, for brought- a trip to a hotel <laughs> yeah. for three and a half hours. He's got Q-tips. He's got floss. He's got floss. deodorant, face wash, Cologne. toothpaste. <laughs> Uh, his uh, lush moisturizer. I have never in my life. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Look at this. From the mall, a sa- a Dior cologne sample. <laughs> I have never been anywhere for three and a half hours where I thought, you know what? I better bring the Q-tips. <laughs> Jesus, come on. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, it finally well, happened. The two-hour live finale of Canada's Got Talent went down last night in yep. Niagara Falls. Here's The happened. winner of Canada's Got Talent 2023 is... It was a dance crew. Yep. Conversion from Trois Rivières, Quebec. And they actually got the golden buzzer. I think it was like week two or week three from Trish Stratus and made it all the way to the finals. And then Canada voted last night uh-huh. and gave them the top prize. $150,000 is what they won, plus financial advice, Ooh. courtesy of CIBC. Uh, damn it, Maury was standing there, side stage. Oh, yeah? Right when the announcement happened. Uh, damn it, Maury, before we get to your conversation with Conversion, describe what the crowd reaction was like inside that stadium last night. Oh, There ahead. was so much screaming for when Conversion won. Like, people absolutely loved this dance group. Yeah. You are not going to beat an act from Quebec. That's just the reality of this because the Quebec voters come out in droves. The last season one was a Quebecer too. Well, and who I thought would win was from Quebec. Yeah. The lady that made the sounds of their mouth. Yeah. yeah. You are Jean not. Vieve. Yeah. You are not going to beat a Quebec. You're going to have, like, I, I, I don't know how they, it's crazy because like, this is what Quebecers do. They have their own shows like this, right? Yeah. They love this format. Uh, let me shout out jean real quick and play uh, her performance from last night because I honestly thought she was going to win the whole yeah. thing. Okay. Noisemaker. Yeah, by the way, she's doing this with her mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not an instrument. So French. 
<laughs> so French? Is it's that what so you said? French. Bonhomme. <laughs> it's so French. <laughs> so and everybody from she, Quebec knows exactly what she I'm did her about. thing. Uh, didn't win. It's too bad. Conversion. She's a wild one. The dance group picked up the W last night and all that money and that financial advice. Uh, David Moore, as I mentioned, was side stage to talk to Conversion right after their big win. We are on stage. Conversion has just won. Canada's Got Talent Season 2. Congratulations. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm so like, what does it feel like? You literally just won Canada's Got Talent seconds ago. What's going through your mind? You beat out, like, eight other groups, several dance groups. How are you feeling? I am overwhelmed. I'm still in shock. I... I don't even believe this is real right now. I'm crying. I'm so emotional. I'm so sorry. But it's like one of the greatest days of our lives. I swear if I speak for all of us, this is such an honor. I, I love the judges. I love the audience. Thank you to all your votes. This is just a great honor. And I, we're just so, so proud of us. You know, and the cool thing is, is that Canada is the one that voted. It wasn't the judges. Canada picked you. How does that feel? It feels amazing. I love you, Canada. We all love you, Canada. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unreal. Unbelievable. What do you guys want to say to everybody who voted for you? Canada's watching. What do you want to say? Thank you so much, guys, for your support. That is literally insane. Insane of you guys. We love you. So that's Conversion, winners of season two of Canada's Got Talent. Then they announced season three is on the yes, way. Yes, they did. Um, and the biggest cash prize in Canadian television history, season three's winner will receive $1 million. Yeah. That's the industry standard, though, for these shows, right? Not it's in Canada. Be I know, but, it, you know, but there's no, no difference, though. Canada finally caught up. Yeah, it has to be a million dollars. If I'm Conversion and I just won that and then they announced that, I'd be I like, hang know, on a second I, And there's here. a lot of us too, <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait a minute. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I, uh, I was so sick last week. I'm still sick now. Mm-hmm. And I've just been blowing my nose. And because I don't care, I don't have like Kleenex around. Right? Mm. So I was blowing my nose with toilet paper. Mm. And even though we have soft toilet paper, it's still toilet paper. Oh, it's so rippy. And then, and then, uh, and then if I'm in the living room and I need to blow my nose, I don't want to go all the way to the bathroom. So I stop in the kitchen and like all night Friday and Saturday, I was just using pieces of paper towel to blow my nose. And now my nose underneath is so just like raw. And I think that I've got like a big ingrown coming in at the top of my mustache and that real tender part by your nose. And I got like a pimple on the end. The whole thing's a mess. Uh Did you rub Vaseline? No. I don't do that stuff. Did you use um, sunscreen at all over the weekend? No. Buddy, you know. I know. I, normally I do, though. Normally uh-huh. I do. I just got caught up in the day. But no, my my nose is so so Having, like, nose pain? Oh, mm. my God. It's the worst. Did you sleep a lot? It's so tender. No, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep at all this weekend. Because you didn't want to? Or you think nah, like for, I, for the some, week? Sometimes I'll, on the weekends, just wake up at, like, m- around my normal time kind of thing. So, like, Saturday, Sunday morning, like, yesterday morning, I think I woke up at 4 a.m. Why? And then I just, oh, then I just sat and on stayed the, awake? Yeah, I just sat on the couch. And watched TV? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Muck around on your phone? I, I was for a little bit, but then I just sort of, like, at 6, the sun started to come up, and then I just sat so there. So between 4 and 6, what'd you do? Nothing. Nothing. 
So you're on your phone? Literally, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. And no TV? No. no. And then six o'clock until your family woke up? Yeah. No, until the sun came up. Okay. My family didn't get up till like eight. Oh, yeah. so six until the sun came up. What'd you do? I don't know. Nothing. I just, just sat there and stared. I just sat there. Yeah, I just sat there. And stared at the window. Coffee or nothing? No. You just no. sat there. Yeah. Just brood the entire time. <laughs> no, I wasn't mad. I just sat there. Were you thinking about stuff? No, nah, not really. I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm not like brain dead, right? Like I have <laughs> <Zombie>. thoughts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Were you crying? <laughs> no, I wasn't crying. <laughs> No. Did you like get a drink or anything? No. Not like no. a just like a glass of water or no, something? No, nothing. You just sat there? Yeah, I just sat there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just sat there. The other day though, more but you bring up a good point. The other day I was I had one of those moments where I was just like sitting on the couch uh-huh. and then I was just like thinking about stuff and I made myself cry. No. Yeah, I did. What Full on. Thinking, I don't know. It was just like sad stuff, right? Why do you do this um, to yourself? I don't man. know. I don't know. And then and then I sat there and I was just like, I was. it was the beautiful day. It was the middle of the afternoon. I think we had finished this show maybe like 90 minutes before I sat on my couch and started crying at home. About what? I, I was just thinking Did about stuff. Did we make stuff. you cry? What's that? Did we make you cry? No, no. I was just sometimes like, I'll just think about I stuff. I hate those guys so much. <laughs> No, I was, I don't even know, I don't even know what I was thinking about, man, but I was just like thinking about stuff and then a sad thought popped in my head and instead of the normal reaction being like, oh, come on now, don't think about that. That's too sad. Yeah. I go like super deep with it, right? Like you keep thinking about it? I keep thinking about it. you need a hobby, man. And then. do a crossword puzzle. I I, I know, I know, right? And then I know I'm going to do a crossword and then all the puzzles are going to be like, everybody you know is going to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> why why is every answer lonely? <laughs> oh my god. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. How you feeling today, Roz? Oh, uh, you know. Still, still stuffed s- up? Yeah. Man. I was stuffed up for like a w- full week now. Like a full week. Is your nose uh still feeling dry? Oh, I'm getting like I have like a Oh, I don't even know, like an ingrown hair under here from my mustache. And then I got like, I popped like two pimples, you know, the crevices of the sides of your nose yeah, yeah, here, yeah. right? Yeah. We just get those. And then Roxy sees it. She just digs her fingernail into it and just takes it right off for me. Did you do a face uh, steam? No. Uh, yesterday, so we didn't have, I had suggested you need like that special um, tissue with the lotion in it. Right? Yeah, for guess. for your nose. Sure. Um, so we were trying to come up with ideas. <laughs> I had lotion. I don't, I don't. We have paper towels in here. We're gonna smear some lotion on no. it and give it to you. Anyway. Uh, my prob the reason I'm in this mess is because I didn't have proper tissue. I was I was blowing my nose with, with kitchen towel, like paper towel, and it's very too, rough. Too harsh, yeah. Uh so we were getting suggestions from Razamoka fans. Okay. On the Razamoka text line here. Uh-huh. Hey, Roz, try Vaseline for your dry nose. No, too greasy. Hey, Roz, three-ply tissue has the lotion in it. Three-ply? Yeah, here you go. That sounds thick. Tell Roz to put Vaseline on his nose before bed. When he wakes up, it will all be healed. No, Do they I mean can't. Vaseline or Vicks? Because Vicks is what not you want to use. Vicks? No, yeah, Vaseline. the vapor rub will go up your nose and clear it all out. No, it's it's not the the problem. The, the problem that I'm trying to solve is not the is not the congestion. I can deal with that separately. The problem is that my nose is just so raw right now on the outside from misblowing it. Uh, Ross, <laughs> wipe your nose with baby wipes. It's a game changer. Baby wipes. I have those at home. 
Do you have uh, you ever heard of boogie wipes? Did you guys use that with Roxy when she was small? What's a boogie wipe? Because somebody said, Roz, try boogie wipes. It has saline and aloe in it. We used this uh, when Cruz was a baby. Yeah? Yeah, when he had a runny nose or stuffy nose. What and it worked. Do? And we still keep a pack just in case he gets, like, super stuffed up. Really, huh? Yeah. Uh, even though he's six now. Yeah? Still use uh, boogie wipes. I don't home. know, man. Love those. I don't know. Uh, guys, baby oil works baby oil. better than any lotion. See, everything is, why is everything, why is everybody trying to make me greasy? No, it's not, it's just baby keeping that area, greasy, keep though. that area moisturized. Yeah, but baby right? oil is greasy. You know, it's so sensitive, right? Yeah, it's very sensitive. Here's another one. Hey, Roz, yeah. get yourself the blue Nivea chapstick and use it on your nose. It's the only thing that helps me during allergy season and colds really? when my nose is red, dry, and sore. I have that. There you go. I Do have you have that. a humidifier in your room? Uh, a humidifier? No, I have a dehumidifier. Oh, maybe that's your problem. I, why? Because I know I like to be dry, not wet. Right? <laughs> but that's the problem. What? Your nose is dry. I know it's dry, but I can't put a humidifier in my sweat enough as it is. Put both in there. Let them fight it out. Oh, my God. I'm running back and forth. No, I can't. I can't deal with a humid. What kind of monster puts a humidifier in their house? This guy. Do you? Yes. Oh, yeah. We got one in Hey, Mocha. You do? Would dogs wipe, dog wipes work the same as dog boogie wipes? Dog wipes? I don't think so. What do you no, wipe? A, what do you wipe a dog with? And what dog is wipes. A, what's a dog wipe? But what do you wipe? They're like, uh, like disinfectant wipes or whatever. What are you wiping though? They're they're paws. Oh no! And bum. No. Oh, listen, man. Okay, my nose is fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's just very sore. It's very uh-huh. red. It's very red. I thought about putting, like, I went into, I, I had my, like, my old makeup bag there the other day. I thought yeah. about, like, putting some powder on my nose. No, Because no, it was no, no. so don't, red. Don't do that. Don't do that. It was so red. It, yeah. it looked weird. And so then I had a have, pimple right on the end of it, too. We have uh, Vaseline. Yeah. Baby oil. Yeah. Or, like, lip balm. Yeah. Maybe lip balm. But that seems weird, though. Can I use it on my lips after that? I guess it's my nose, right? Put on your lips first and then on your nose. Like put my lips on my nose? No, the chapstick, oh. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Sean, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, buddy. Why don't you tell everyone uh, why you're here? Um, I need some advice. Um, I want to know if I should be worrying. Does my girlfriend love me or should I worry she will go back to her ex? Oh, damn. Uh, you wrote us this, Sean. Hey, Ross and Mocha fixed my life. I'm in a relationship with a single mom who is co-parenting uh, with the child's father. The child is four years old and the parents are in constant communication regarding the child, which is expected. Uh, they've been separated for close to two years now and both are in new relationships. However, I'm always worrying myself that the parents will get back together eventually because they have the kid together. Is it natural for me to have this worry or am I overthinking it? She reassures me that she's in love with me and wants a future with me, but I can't seem to shake the idea that the parents will get back together. Oh. Damn, that's a big worry, huh? Yeah, um, I try not to. You know, I'm I'm known for like overthinking, and I and I know that about myself. But um, I don't know if I'm overthinking the situation or not. What's your? Um, do you have a relationship with the dude? Uh, no, I've never uh, met him. He knows about me, and from what I hear, like he ask questions about me just to kind of reassure that someone um, offers around his kid. Yeah. Um, 
which makes sense. Sure, of course, of course. He would want to know. Anybody would want to know. Right. And your relationship with uh, with your girl, like everything mm-hmm. is, outside of this, you know, worry mm-hmm. on on your end, everything is a-okay? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Um, everything's great. She's, uh, she's met my family. I've met her parents. Uh, I've met the kid uh, several times, and the kid absolutely loves me. Do you know why they broke up? Um, he was very uh, kind of controlling over her. Yeah. Um, she had suspicion that there was cheating from him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just wasn't going too good. So she it, says that despite everything, though, he's a great father. Okay. So it doesn't sound like she's still attached to this guy romantically. No. No. Okay. So it's, it's, it's just like the reason why I get the worry is, um, you know, when we're out for like just having dinner or just hanging out together, um, there's always like texting between them, which, and you know, she says like, oh, he's just asking about. Uh, school tomorrow or yeah. where she has to go tomorrow and you know it's just like which is fine but it's just i don't know if it's just like an adjustment that um i kind of just have to get used to just uh, i i, yeah, I, I maybe. think that I, I think that the the what you the conversation that you need to have is that mm-hmm. with your girl and just say that you do have these feelings and and it's new for you to be in this situation mm-hmm. millions of people are in this situation but it's mm-hmm. new for you and the only thing that you could, you know, sort of pitch to her is to say, hey, listen, I my worries are irrational. I know that. But, you mm-hmm. know, I just love you a lot. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm on the outside. So the only thing I will say to you is just please 100% openness. You don't have to mm-hmm. tell me, like, you know, what you don't want to tell me. But just don't make it seem like there's any sort of thing that I'm deliberately not involved in. Uh, because I just, I just worry. Now, for you... Mm-hmm with the worry that she's going to go back to her ex, um, mm-hmm. the only way for you to eliminate that worry would be the thing that would be the worst for the kid, which is to get the dad out of their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. So and that's not going to happen. No. You don't want that to happen. No. No. So what you, you, very, you want... Has a father, you, you, know, in her life. you need reassurance and you need openness. Right. Yeah. So have that conversation with her. Right. And like I know uh, she wouldn't... Um, deliberately like or intentionally hurt me by like you know kind of just leaving me hanging dry to go back to the father yeah um but if it were to ever happen i've always told myself it would be like something like fate or something that would kind of bring them back together in the future or something mm, i don't know if that's gonna happen man oh. yeah, yeah yeah right oh. i think if she's reassuring you you might just be getting into your own head I think so. And if you if you seem standoffish and all of this sort of manifests in her eyes as you being non-committed or if she takes it any way that you haven't intended. Right. I'll tell you, the worry wouldn't be that she's going to go back to her ex. The worry would be is that she's going to find somebody new. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, OK, that's, uh, that's eye opening. Yeah. Yeah. Feel a yeah. little bit better now, Sean. Absolutely. All right, buddy. You Have take- that convo with her, though, yeah. man. Definitely. Thank you guys very, very much. Yeah. Love you guys. You yeah, love it, you man. right love back. You we got you. Appreciate it. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, we're getting new uh, Never Have I Ever on Netflix soon. Mm-hmm. June 8th. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's the final one, right? That's correct. Final season, season four. Uh, Maitri Ramakrishnan. Maitre Ramakrishnan. Okay, Maury. <laughs> Maury's the guy that, like, if he sees a mistake, if he's watching, like, CP24 or something like that, or some of the news or CNN, and there's a typo on it, he, like, takes a picture of it and sends it to me. Mm. And then I immediately 
start going through all my emails and texts from literally the last 24 hours. And I point out all the spelling mistakes that he sent to me. The emails that you sent this morning, I could highlight if you'd like, and put into another document the amount of mistakes. I was just simply correcting how to say her name. Uh-huh. And I'm glad you pointed out that mistake uh-huh. because I have highlighted a piece of audio from this interview that you did oh! featuring something that you said. <laughs> Brand new word you just made up. Oh, good. Okay, so here we go. go oh, road. I love a new word day. <laughs> I love a brand new word. Here we go. So, my tray, did I say that right, Maury? You did. Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um... She uh, teamed up with Nintendo for the launch of the new Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom. And I don't know if you saw this, but at a GameStop in Toronto, downtown Toronto on Friday, the game was to be released at midnight. There was a lineup around the block from hours before up until 3 o'clock in the morning. For Zelda? For the new Zelda game. Really? Now, you could buy the game digitally for your Nintendo Switch. Yeah. But... Why people were lining up is because they had, like, a special edition version of it. Like, the packaging was, like, insane, so people wanted that. Of course. Right? Which is why they they lined up. Uh, so the deal with Tim and Mori and Maitre was Mori was going to play the new Zelda game. Okay. Right? And every time he completed a task or he advanced in the game, he'd get to ask her a question. Okay. About the new season. Okay. Of Never Have I Ever. Uh, June 8th, by the way, on Netflix, Right. So some of the questions that we're hoping to get answers to from Mitre include, are uh, Davey and Ben a thing now? Is this the last time we'll see Paxton? Uh, Will Davey eventually get into Princeton? Has Kamala officially found love with Manish? Okay. All great questions. Like, fans have been going nuts trying to figure this out. Okay. David Morey with my tray. If I get any of these moves right, if I do anything good, will you answer some hard-hitting... So there we go. Some hard-hitting. Some hard-hitting. Some hard-hitting. Some hard-hitting. <laughs> good questions about season four of Never Have I Ever. Also, I don't know if you said good or glud. <laughs> some hard-hitting... Good questions about season four of Never Have I Ever. So and we'll try and get some information out of you. Sure. You know what? Let's see. Let's see. Okay, so Martre's into it. Some hard hitting. For some hard hitting questions, right? Good questions. Before I begin, I do actually want to ask you this is the final season. Are you sad that it's ending? Are you happy? Is it time to say goodbye? Are you, how are you feeling? It's honestly kind of bittersweet because, like, it's sad that it's ending. It was such a big part of my life, but now, like, I am excited about the future, you know? Like, I don't think that's wrong to say. Like, I'm so overwhelmed with gratitude for Never Have I Ever and just the whole show. But I also am excited for me and, like, what's next. And I guess Never Have You Ever? Never Have I Ever what? I don't know. It's been four seasons. We never learned if you ever, never have you ever. Dude, what? Don't try to don't try to play like mind games with me right now when you need to play the game. Okay, let's go. Ready? Okay. So they get the uh, new Zelda game all powered up. Yeah. Let's let's see how you do. How do I start? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this is how you walk, but this is your camera. Okay, here we go. You ready? Okay. You're just gra- oh, you're falling off a cliff. Did I die? <laughs> There we go. Oh, my God, I'm walking. I'm walking down a hill. 
Look at me go. I'm climbing a hill. That this does not count as doing a good thing. Just so you know, no, it does not. <laughs> it's so basic. Hey, hold on. Oh, there's a shrine over. Okay. There you go. That's a shrine. There you go. You, you're back to where you started. I might actually get a question answered from you. You walk through the door that was right in front of you originally. You will not get a question answered from me for that. No. No, you're you're going backwards again. Don't go backwards. Okay, go forward. <laughs> there you go. Okay, he's going through the gate. He's going through the gate. Okay, so now you're gonna see that. Do you see that plank? Do you see that plank like right to your right? Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. Did I do good? You just walked over to it. You haven't done anything with it yet. <laughs> I okay, still walked into the game. Through a stick. <laughs> you're just you're like fighting no one. There's no bad guys. And now you fell the ditch. So yeah, you're you're not getting the first question answered. You you missed that. How do I get out of this area? Why am I still in this area? Okay. He's gonna target the plank. Hit this button. What you didn't tell me to do. Hold, hold it down. It says right there. It literally is telling you. I have me. to read. So yeah, let's see. Let, let let me see the questions I didn't answer. Is this the last we'll see of Paxton? Will Davy actually get into Princeton? Has Kamala officially found love with Manish? And my answer to all of this is that you have failed the fans. You had one shot to get any of these answered by me. Any of these very big questions that anyone would want to know in the fandom. And you failed. You know how many fans would kill for this chance? And you would have given me dirt. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Oh, I would. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. Damn it, Maury. The frustration is real. Yeah. Huh? All you did was walk through the game. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is out now. And, of course, Never Have I Ever. Final season, season four, June 8th on Netflix. Damn it, Maury with... Maitre Ramakrishnan. Some hard hitting. Some hard hitting. Some what? <laughs> good questions. <laughs> some hard hitting good questions. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A new Fast and Furious movie comes out on Friday. People excited about that. Um, and it's not the last. It's not. It's not. <sighs> Um, they were doing the red carpet premiere on Friday, this past Friday, in Rome. Yeah. And the movie website Fandango was there on the red carpet, on the red carpet, talking to Vin Diesel and uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And listen to this. <laughs> I can say this. Uh... Going into making this movie, the, the, the studio had asked if this could be a two-parter. And after the studio saw this part one, they said, could you make Fast X, the finale, a trilogy? So, um... It's three acts in any yeah, story. Yeah. So are you guys confirming right now that we're getting a third movie? Wait, did that just happen? Wait, wait. Wait, where are you guys going? Are you kidding me? So at that point, like Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez just turn around and walk away. Okay. So after dropping that news. So was there, there was one before this, a finale before this? Is that what they're saying? No, 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 no. So Fast 10, which is out on Friday, is split into two parts. So we get Fast 10. Yeah. And then 11. Oh, so when is 11 coming out? So 11 was confirmed. 11 was confirmed. Okay. So now Vin Diesel let it slip or purposely said that the final installment is actually a trilogy. So that will be how many total? 12. 12. 12 movies in total. 
You just did the math. What's that? You just did the math. No, like I don't know if there sometimes, you know, like with the Halloween movies and everything, like some oh, don't shit. count and yeah. all this stuff. So they all sort of like, has like any other franchise had 12 movies? No, this is like, well, James Bond. One of the highest grossing franchises of all time. I don't know how many Bond movies are But there. the Bond are movies aren't one story though. Uh-huh. They're all different stories and different Bonds. Like the only time this is all one story. The only time Star Wars they maybe Nine. broke away from the I guess the the fast like timeline yeah. was when they did Tokyo Drift. Right. That broke away from everything and then they picked it up again. Was there any of the after. original cast members in Tokyo Drift or I no? I think Vin Diesel made an appearance at the very end gotcha, but not gotcha, like consistent gotcha. through throughout the movie. So they were banking on the the brand as the franchise as opposed to the characters Correct. in store. And then they went and then they course corrected and went back to and Vin they went Diesel. Back, and yeah. There's 12 yeah. Star Wars movies and 26 Bond Yeah, movies. but not all the Star Wars movies are sort of connected like this is though. Mm-hmm. Right? This is like one storyline basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Vin I guess Diesel. like the, the the you could say that the nine Star Wars is plus Rogue One Solo is the sort of origin story to that, so that's... Oh, what about Mission Impossible? 10, 11. No, no I, th- I think Mission Impossible is only at like six I would argue seven. that Bond, 26 Bond film, it's still James Bond doing different tasks. Like, I would say that's a continuation. But it's... No, I, no, 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 because it's just... It's completely different stories. I could see James Bond. <sighs> that's tough. Because it's 26 films, but they're all about James Bond. Like, in these fast... Whatever movies, they're different. The Furious, yeah, they are different stories. I don't. I would not. I wouldn't. Sim- and also because James Bond films aren't numbered, right? Mm, yeah, good one. But they're still Bond with a title. They they are they are, but they're not sequential. They never were titles. It's, it's not one story. It's not. I don't know. I don't put James Bond in that category of sequels. Do you mind if I do? <laughs> Yes, actually, I do. <laughs> do whatever you want, yeah, bro. Yeah, I do. I actually do mind. Uh, somebody Don't just, do that, please. Somebody just uh, corrected and said in Tokyo Drift, Han, uh, who's prominent throughout the, the series, was also yeah. in uh, in that one as well. So I guess oh, damn. Okay. that character is what kind of helped tie everything gotcha, together gotcha, gotcha. in a way, but it was still off, not off brand, but off yeah. timeline yeah. for the movie. Yes, Shem, quickly. What about Harry Potter? There are like 12 of those movies. No. Yeah, if you include Fantastic Beats. Beast. No. I don't count that. Because those stories are told about, those are stories that are from a book that the students at Hogwarts were reading. Oh, and, and again, they're not numbered. We're not allowed because no, the I bond isn't numbered. No, I know what I mean when I say numbered, Maury. Jeez, come on now. Anyway, uh, Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel said their uh, the finale, which... Kicks off yeah. on Friday will now trilogy. be a trilogy. That's, Jesus. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Taylor Swift, I don't know if you saw the video, was yelling at a security guard during her show in Philadelphia. Because wow, I, I guess a security guard was like roughing up uh, a fan really, really close to the stage. But Taylor was singing Bad Blood, and you can hear her. I mean, because. There's a backing track. So Taylor's still singing in the background mm-hmm. while Taylor, live on the stage, is yelling at a security guard to leave somebody alone. Listen. Baby, we got 
saying, hey, like, hey, stop? Hey, stop, she wasn't doing anything. Hey, stop, right? So what did the security so, guard think that this person, this fan was doing? So some people had reported that it was somebody who was very close to the stage who was getting in trouble for taking pictures. That was a weird one. Um, somebody else pointed out that this was not Taylor security, but venue security. But the actual fan or somebody who claims to be the fan is a woman by the name of uh, Caitlin Gable, uh, who goes by uh, KDG33 on TikTok. So she posted a video saying that it was actually her that was getting roughed up by security. I was the girl from the that, that Taylor talked to last night. Basically, the guard had been like harassing our group all night just to like, he just kept telling us not to touch the rail. And like every time we did anything, he was like on top of us. We're dancing, we're having fun and he didn't like it. And Taylor noticed that I was having fun and that he didn't like it and she didn't like it. And then he basically like got escorted out and then they offered us free tickets for tonight. It wasn't this big, crazy thing. It was like just a bunch of girls having a good time and he, he didn't want us to have fun. Wow. So, yeah, so it was weird. it was, you know, how you're not allowed to touch the railing. You can't sure. lean on it. Right. Everybody does, but you're not allowed. Oh, and it's crowded and people are dancing oh, and everyone else is, like pushing up on you. Yes. So I guess they were having fun leaning on the railing, loving life. And the security guard did the I've warned you guys before. And then maybe he got a little handsy with her and, and started sort of and like pushing them, pushing them back. And that's what and that's what she saw. So when she was on stage, that's what that's what she was saying was she didn't do anything. Gotcha. Right. Other than just like having fun or whatever. Ooh. Right. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Paul. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, man. I have a really hard choice to make, and it's killing me. Yikes. Uh, Paul, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I'm stuck between my fiance of seven years and my two dogs. It's a long story, but she wants to get rid of our two-year-old teacup Yorkie and my 10-year-old boxer Roddy mix. Uh, but I have some reservations because we've been on rocky roads for the past year. So I'm worried that if I get rid of the dogs, we could potentially still break up shortly after. And I'm not sure it'll fix the solution because there's more to the story. What do I do any advice so what's the story we got some time paul we've known each other our whole lives we grew out of contact in our teens and early 20s and then later on in life when i was like 27 28 i wanted a dog my fiance caught wind of it and then we kind of connected through that and ever since then we've been dating you know and i love her she's got three kids it's just been, it's been a rough year. You know, at one point I, I moved out for a little bit and then we tried to hash it out and talk about our issues and move back. And then it just seems like, you know, she's so fixated on the dogs and these problems that it's got me thinking that maybe I'm crazy for not wanting to just appease her and get rid of them. Yeah. When you, to do. When, when, when she says we need to get rid of the dogs, right? What is her reasoning behind that? I think what it is, is it's almost become an obsession with her about how they are with me. Um, you know, they follow me everywhere. They, every time I move, they move. They're, they bark too much at anything or they're, they're drinking too much water. Oh yeah. my God. You know, I, I would, I would like say, 
I, we don't know all the details of your relationship, right? But but sometimes no. sometimes when people are unhappy and they want to hurt the person who is causing them unhappiness, they will find the biggest thing to sort of throw. And when you're looking to hurt somebody, you know, you try and take away the thing that not they love the most, but the things that love them the most. And it seems almost like this is not so much about the dogs and how much water they drink, but it's more about hurting you. Yeah, you know, it's like a part of me questions my my role in this because I feel like she thinks that, you know, the dogs are my world and they come first and, you know, they they control our lives. And it's like, I don't know how much I need to do to reassure that, you know, I love her and I want to be with her. And, you know, I'm not looking for a way out here. It's just, I'm have reservations because I'm not sure it's going to fix the, the problem here. Like you said, happiness, I think it's to do with herself. I think, yeah. you know, I can't, to make you happy you need to make yourself happy and it's like she's like i don't get how it doesn't bother you how come you know it doesn't affect you well because i'm choosing it not to affect me i've 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 realized we've had dogs our entire relationship it's not something new outside of the the dogs like what are the issues in your relationship why did you have to move out for a little bit what was the stuff that you guys fight about it, it's uh you know fam my family specifically and her have problems getting along and mm -hmm. she feels you know parts of my family are toxic and that I shouldn't have them in my life just because they're family and so you know at the start of our relationship I I would do anything for him and over time I've seen it on her side I've thought yeah you know what you are right they aren't the the most positive people but at the end of the day I've told her I'm not ever going to not speak to them I've created a lot of boundaries and distance but you know, it's the only way she's going to be happy when it comes to my family. It's like if unless I cut him out completely. It sort of sounds like she's not cool with sharing you with anyone or anything. <laughs> That's what I'm calling for is because I don't even know anymore if if the way I think is right or if yeah, it's not even about being right. I just I'm so confused. Paul, does your fiance get pissed if you bring up the fact that you want to go hang out with your friends? No, she oh, okay. she, she says she doesn't care if I hang out with my friends and stuff, you know, but like most wives probably, you know, as much as they tell you, yeah, yeah, go out with your buddies, you know, secretly it's like you go out and then you come home and now you're in trouble for doing it. But that's not most people though, dude. Mm -hmm. I know. That's <laughs> if fixing this or, or sort of, you know, finding a path to happiness, if it means alienating people in your life that you love and getting rid of the two things in your life that you love, which are your dogs, um, where does that leave you when it comes to happiness? She may be happy, but maybe her happiness is based on your not being happy. Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about, I guess, is, you know, doing everything she wants to make her happy, and then I'm left stuck, you know, kind of by myself and miserable. This won't end. It's not about the family. It's not about the dogs. Uh, and, and if you alienate your family and get rid of the dogs, I guarantee you you're going to be calling us back in a couple months because it's something else. Like, here, here's something that happened yesterday or two days ago. We were watching a movie, and my teacup wants to come in and hang out and sit with us, and it pisses her off or it upsets her so much that she moves away from me and, and then proceeds five minutes later to leave the room and then get mad at me for the dog being on the couch with us watching the movie. And Bro. it's like, 
she goes, well, what would you do if we weren't in this relationship? How, like, what, what would you do? Like, do you think people are always going to want dogs around? I was like, yeah, there are people out there that like pets that don't care if their dog's watching the movie with them. So, like, so she's already doing hypotheticals of what mm-hmm. would life be like if we weren't together. Yeah, and that's right? why I yeah, the bro, question, it's, and but, she instantly threw it in my face. I, I like, know, oh, but, you don't want to be with me. I know, but people who are in healthy, happy relationships don't do hypotheticals like that in a threatful way. Or in a threatening yeah. way. Like, it just it just doesn't happen. I think you need to take some time. Yeah. Listen, if you want, you know, to try to, to make everything work, you might, the two of you might need to sit in front of a professional as well. Uh, and that's, we've talked about that as well, because, you know, I feel like I'm not sure it's going to fix the problem. I feel like it's just a Band-Aid that's going to temporarily relieve some stress. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate the advice. I'm just, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those pits in the it stomach. Is, on, it is, it is. You gotta to, go with your gut, though, man. Yeah, I know, and that's what I'm. That's honestly what I've been realizing in the last little while. Yeah, you got some options, though, bro. No, I appreciate the advice, guys. All no right, worries, man. man. Thanks so much for reaching out. No problem. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. Hello, juvenile. We uh, talked to you not that long ago. You were a contestant on. Um, $25,000 sound. You did not get the money. You did not get the sound. But from that conversation, um, we got from you is that you're now nine years sober, which is incredible. Yes. We're all super proud of you. I know yep. your your family's really proud of you. Um, just for anyone listening who might be struggling right now or or going through any of this, are you are you comfortable talking about your journey and, and what you what you went through? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what happened? Uh, yeah, um, when I was young, I was in construction, right? And I'm one of those that's a go-getter. Like, I'm always full speed ahead and everything. But I got in, my back started going out slowly and everything. So, obviously, I got surgery. So, they did two discs out of my back. They pulled out, and they put me on morphine and all that. And then slowly, it got into, you know, pills, opiates and everything. And then drinking and then problems at home with the wife and everything, not working and everything. So, I just slowly I got addicted, not even knowing what was going on. You know what I mean? It just became a regular thing. So it's so hard doing things without like taking it. You know what I mean? Like you feel not normal. So it became like daily use. And then by the time you know it, like I was going down a bad hole. Like it was horrible. Like I'm looking around the corner and I was blacked out. Like nothing was going on in my life. Like I was dead. So what, uh, at what point did you make the decision that you needed to do something? Or was it a conversation with your family? Was there like an intervention or uh, a specific moment? It was actually the family. My daughter, it was the happiest day of my life. She, uh, my grandkids, she said she was pregnant. And then uh, I just, it changed my life. I, it, a light went in my head and I was sitting down and my wife said, what's wrong? And I said, I think it's time to just start over and I'm done. Just take me away and just let's get cleaned up. Like I thought I would never get clean, but it is family that that's done it. And it wasn't a intervention or anything. It just, I woke up, you know what I mean? Like it's great now. Like I, I went away, I came back and I'm a new person and the family, it's like being reborn again. It's whoever's out there and they're looking like it's just like the end of the world and everything. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, it's never too late to, to get clean and just wait, wait, and it'll happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never give up. Pain and pills is a weird thing because um, when, when, I, when I was taking a ton of pills, um, it was right after a surgery, right? 
and yeah. and you figure out like it's so crazy because you know that the pills are supposed to make the the pain stop right like you know all that but <laughs> i i would figure out like when i felt the best in a day and when i sort of felt my worst in the day because of the pain and what i would do is i would go through the pain without taking medication Oh, wow. And then I would save the pills for when I felt the best in my day, mm. right? So I could get high and just fog out, yeah. right? Like, and, and so I would use them for the opposite effect is that I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't want to feel normal. So I would, I would suffer through because I, I always felt better, like sort of uh, right in the morning, right after first, uh, my first shower, right? That's when I felt the best. Right. And so that's right. what, that's when I would like crank pills. Yeah. And then closer to the end of the day, when I, when the pain actually started to hit from the surgery that I went through, I wouldn't take anything. Yeah. Right. And then I would wait until I felt better again. And this just went on and on and on and on and on. Right. Uh, and then and then all of a sudden it's like months later and you're you're like, I don't know where that time went. Like, mm. I have no idea, yeah. like where that time went. All I know is that, you know, you were in a glorious fog and nothing mattered when, yeah. when you sort of needed it the most. Right. It's crazy, it's like, though. It, it's, it is a fog. It's it, it, it's completely I, I don't know where 20 years of my life went, uh, yeah. obviously. Like, 20 I years, have wow. memories of everything, of the happy times of my kids and everything, because yeah. apparently I was still a really good dad. But I, I don't know. It was just, I, was, I wasn't there. I was a different person. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Juvenile, thank you for sharing that story with us. Um, thank you for listening to the Raza Mocha Show. And, yeah, uh, as, soon, as soon as I got clean, you were the first radio station that went on. And ever since then, I've oh, never buddy. stopped listening to you guys. No, so You're I mean, the best, man. That is you guys incredible. You guys, oh, I can't believe I'm on the radio. I'm still so nervous. Like, my kids are laughing right now. You tell them not to laugh. It's all good. You tell, you're, you're talking to your buddies, Razamoka. Hey, Juvenile, before we let you go, uh, between Razamoka, who's your favorite? Oh, geez. It's got to be Raz. I'm sorry, Mocha. You're the best. But I love all you guys. But Raz, you know what? You're a smooth, cool dude. <laughs> I had to do one of those. Sorry. What are you high right now? Oh my god! I my Oh my god! we are sending you and your entire family so much love, bro. Thank you very much for uh, being on the Raza Mocha Show today. You too, guys. I love all you guys. Uh, we love you hey, right listen, back. Take you, care. If you need us, call hey. us. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, brother. All right, pal. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Melissa, hello. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Welcome back to the show. It's been uh, just over two years wow. since we yeah. talked to you uh, about your relationship problems. So, yeah. Melissa, I'm just going to try and recap here. You were in a relationship. Um, you got cheated on, but you got cheated on while you guys were in that position where you were working on, like, the relationship, right? Like, you were technically still together, and then he wrote you this big, long letter. And in the middle of it, it was like, I love you. I really did. But realistically, we're not going to, we're not good for each other. And he's like, I know this sucks that I've been hurting you thinking about this all day. Uh, I wish things were different. And you guys were still kind of together, but you wanted closure and you were really busted up about it. And, and I think if I go back to our conversation it was you that needed to come to the come to terms with the fact that you needed to tell him in order to walk away that you did not love him, right? Yeah, and yeah. I needed to know that that he didn't love me. Right. 
So what happened? Oh, wait, real quick, before you tell us what happened, didn't, like, on Instagram or something, like, you and the girl that he cheated oh, on? right. You went, like, you guys started, like, chatting or whatever, or she told you that the two of them had hooked up? Yeah, it was on Facebook. That's oh, okay, how Facebook. I found out everything. So yeah. what happened? So so he he sort of cheated on you with this girl, and then she wrote you. Is that what the deal? Yeah. And what did yeah. she what did she say? She just told me everything that happened. She was super blunt about it, and was like, "Yeah, it, but it wasn't your car that we used. So like, you should feel good about that." Oh, like, oh my okay. god! Yeah, <laughs> she thinks. Thanks. I feel so relieved now. <laughs> yes. So what ended up happening, Melissa? You get off the phone with us. You're still looking for closure. Do you confront your ex? on everything i did i went to his work because he told me to go there of all places okay i confronted him about everything and then i just i just left i didn't look back but what happened in the conversation what did he say what did you say he just said he just said the exact same thing that was in a letter like it was scripted almost oh okay but did he say to you melissa i do not love you anymore no he didn't say that but i after rod's telling me that i'm just like yes i know it yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you feel like better? Like, did you feel like you got that closure after that interaction? Kind of, but I kind of wish I wouldn't have done that at all and just like didn't give him the satisfaction, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, he wasn't. He sort of just sat there and took the punch, and you know, didn't fight back. And when you're in that kind of position, it, it sort of sucks because you, you know, that's kind of a win for him, right? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. but. Honestly, I won out of all of this. Good for you. What Good happened? You. So what's your life like now, two years later? Well, I took your advice and had a hot girl summer. I downloaded Tinder. I downloaded Bumble. Uh-huh. I met a guy on there, but it weirded me out. He had this freckle on his lip, and I thought it was a cut in every single one of his pictures. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I deleted the apps. It was way too soon. I re-downloaded them, and he found me again. He's like, hey, do you remember me? Um, we went on a, an amazing date, and then about six months later, he proposed to me. We had we got pregnant with a baby. What? What? Yeah, <laughs> we got married in last October. And what? Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Oh, you married Freckle Lip? Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations, Melissa. Thank you. Good for you. That is incredible. Wow. That's awesome. And and how's the baby doing? She's amazing. She's six months old now. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Well, happy belated Mother's Day. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's great. What a success story. I know. So who won out of all this? Yeah, I mean, you like, did. You did. Yeah, but look, look at that. You had to go through all that to get to where you are now. Exactly. And I think any, everybody should just get advice and then just deal with it because something better is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, Melissa, we are so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again on uh, Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, This Wednesday on Apple TV, new show called Platonic starring Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. Is Um, it a show or a movie? Show. It's a show, huh? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, You remember them from Neighbors and Neighbors 2? They're so good together. Playing husband and wife in that movie. Separately, great actors. Together, even funnier. Um, so in this show, Platonic, Roseburn, Seth Rogen are friends, super close back in the day, right? 
And then they kind of go their separate ways. Rose Byrne gets married as a family. Seth Rogen gets married. The way they reconnect is that Seth Rogen goes through a divorce, decides mm. to call his old friend up again, Rose Byrne. The two of them reconnect and start hanging out again. And then all sorts of chaos starts happening because Rose Byrne starts to turn into the person she was back in the day hanging Classic. out with Seth Rogen. Do you believe she said we were disruptive? No! We're exactly the opposite. We are constructive. We're constructive. Okay. Family movie night, guys. Oh, whoa. What? Will's getting a divorce. So call him. We literally haven't spoken to each other in years. Call him. That's what friends do. All I want is for you to end up happy, you idiot! Well, I am happy. I've never been happier in my life! Send me the invoice. Break out of your box. Do a little nose candy with us. Did they have CK back in the day? Just like a mild horse tranquilizer. It's a horse tranquilizer? You can't blow it out. It's already in the brain. In my defense, I thought it was cocaine. (laughs) Just so I'm clear, that's your defense. The defense rest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it is really, really funny. On Apple TV this Wednesday, the show is called Platonic. Uh, Dan Mori had a chance to sit down with Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. Uh, Seth, great to see you again. You two together are absolute magic. I love it. We need more of you guys. Uh, I want to say, uh, I want to ask, would you not, after watching this show, I I can't imagine you disagreeing, but would you not say that sometimes a platonic relationship is almost better than any other kind of relationship? There's Hmm. no rules. (laughs) Oh, listen, science says there is many studies about the, the benefits of a long friendship. Over many years can be more beneficial than any other relationship in your life. The consistency, the um, what you can get from a really close friend that you can't get from, you know, husband, wife, other partner, you know, family member, what have you, colleagues, is like it's you cannot underestimate it. The profound kind of happiness it can bring you over a, over a long period of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I've it's been friends true. with a lot of the same people me for too. my whole yeah, life. Yeah, me too. I have friends, I've been friends with since I, I, my writing partner, Evan, we met when we were 12, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I have a lot of very long lasting, we've kept it platonic friendships, um, and, uh, yeah, and, and I get a lot from them, and I hope they get something from them. <laughs> Rose Burns, Seth Rogen, trying to justify platonic relationships to Damon Mori. I know. What Damon Mori was talking about was a sexless marriage, though, right? Correct. Yes. They didn't understand the no, question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that a comedy like this, or comedies in general, have been lacking in the last few years, and that this is something that we really, really, really needed right now? Yeah, I mean, I think, mm. I think this idea more so of bringing, like, big, kind of adult, R-rated, like, quote-unquote theatrical-style comedy to a television show was really exciting and and felt very original and felt like something that really nobody else was necessarily, like, trying to do right now, I think. And I love all these comedies that are, and a lot of them are on right now, are very, like, heavy and very uh, trying to convey an, a, a level of depth that is admirable but not necessarily... Um, intrinsic to the type of comedies that we 
you know, made growing up and, and, and the movies that we found really strike a chord with audiences, you know, like I think movies like Neighbors and Superbad, like you want an emotionality to them and a resonance to them, but they, they are mostly trying to be pretty relatable and, 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 and easy to process in that way. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and that was something that we're, we were really trying to do with this show. And, and that felt weirdly original for television was like a kind of light, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but like big and fun kind of raucous, um, show that, that captured like a relatability and a resonance, but, but was really trying to like, create like situational comedy and, and, and like set pieces as well, you know. That is uh, Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen for the new show Platonic, debuting on Apple TV this Wednesday. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Roz and Mocha. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you continue. Oh. Roz and Mocha Get it off your chest. Yes. We have not had vented moments on the Raza Mocha show in a hot minute. Um, and that's why this person, we will not ask you your name. I mean, unless you want to say it on the radio. Uh, no, that's cool. No, we'll that's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> All right. Uh, vented moments. This is the uh, part of the show where you get to just like say whatever it is that's been bothering you. Get it off your chest because you can't talk to anyone else about it because no yeah. one else will listen to you. Yep. You guys can't say anything back, right? No, no, no we're not going to ask any questions. Don't worry about it. Well, you just vent. We give you the show, the audience, the platform. The world is yours, my man. All right. So I work in uh, construction. So I'm driving from Bowmanville to Brampton. I'm driving everywhere most of the time. Um, what pisses me off the most is um, drivers on the highway. So there's this thing called passing lane, right? Mm-hmm. And when I'm in a rush, I need to get somewhere. I like to use the passing lane, but there's some drivers, Roz, I don't know if you know these guys, they never move when they're in the passing lane and I'm trying to get somewhere. So, you know, I try to go up front, give them like a couple of seconds to see if they move out of the way, but they never do. So then I end up having to swerve around and I feel like that's what causes traffic. I know we're not allowed to ask questions, but I, I have a, a question that's very important uh, yeah. that needs to be said, needs to be answered before you continue, sir. At what speed are you traveling at when this is happening to you? Yeah, I'm going like 125, 130 at most. Okay, okay. Yeah, so um, when I, if I'm in a rush and I need to get past, I mean, the passing lane is used for that purpose, oh. right? So you can pass these cars and get in front of the other one. Mm. Um, but sometimes some cars don't move and I'm just stuck behind them. And then when I'm trying to like go into another lane, uh, that's what causes traffic, I feel. So it's just because of these one or one or two drivers who don't move or follow the rules of the passing lane, uh, we all get stuck and cause traffic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know we're not allowed to ask questions, right? <laughs> Specifically yeah. to you. But are you okay if I ask Ross a question real quick? Oh, yeah. For Is sure. that okay? Yeah, I wanted okay. to see what Ross had to say. Because, Ross, you're yeah. sitting there in your chair. I'm and fine. You are, no, I'm fine. You're kind of bouncing back nah, and forth like you have something nah, to say. Would you like the opportunity to say anything? And I won't ask you any questions? No, I, I I won't ask him any questions, but I will ask you a question, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. When you talk to somebody who keeps going on about the passing lane, the passing lane, the passing lane, yes. but they're just using it as a lane, is it still considered the passing lane if they just stay on it for two hours trying to pass everyone? Well, my question would be, 
Yes. If you're using the passing lane to then pass, are you then going back into the center lane? Are you then merging over to the far right? Or are you staying? That's a great question. Right. Are you staying in the passing lane for the duration of your, your drive? Right. So some uh, people are like left lane bullies, right? right? And and I and I get the passing lane. I get all that stuff. But some people become left lane bullies mm -hmm. where they don't merge back into the center lane. They mm -hmm. just stay in what they like to call the passing lane. But in reality, it's their lane. And you know what? A question we will never have answered. No, never. <laughs> no, never. Well, I actually have an answer for that. I didn't ask you a question. Okay, can I say my piece on that then? However, if you would like to continue with this <laughs> your statement, yes, sir, go ahead. go ahead. Okay, so if I'm in the passing lane, I'm going on like 130, yeah. and I see like a pickup truck coming behind me really fast, let's say he's going 140, I will move because I know he has to get somewhere. And then when he passes me, I'll get back into the passing lane. Okay. So using so it as a regular lane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just going at a faster speed and I don't want to disturb anyone who's in a rush to go to their destination. Okay. So what's the max then, Mocha, would you say uh before like if you're doing say 125 in the passing lane, right? Correct. Yeah. If you're doing 125 in the passing lane, what what speed does somebody have to come up behind you where you almost don't want to move? You know what I mean? Where you're like, you're just being... Like 135, 140. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty excessive. Yeah. Also, sometimes I will stay... Because if I look at my rear view and I see some jackass who's way far on the left and then they cut over to the right and then the middle and they're just like they're they're indie carring oh, their way through yeah, right if they pull up behind me i won't move because i'm like that is dangerous right now because uh -huh. this jackass is gonna just like start jumping lanes and jumping lanes i just let him do whatever he's got to do to get past me yeah i don't i don't engage in that kind of activity uh sir do you feel better now that you've been on razamoka's vented moments and got that off your chest well i just hope the people that stay in the passing lane understand that mm. they should be moving i feel like some people still haven't understood Okay, but when it's heavy traffic, though, bro, there's no such thing as a passing lane. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Okay, right? That's what drives me crazy. Yeah. I'm like, wait, 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 I'm going to stop myself. I'm going to stop myself. No, 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 I'm not. I'm yeah, not saying okay. anything. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's a lot of talk for uh, Ross and Mocha. You guys are breaking the rules, you know? <laughs> bro. Yo, you love this segment, eh? Bro. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you're going to be calling in a lot more. Knowing even. that we can't ask questions or say anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, I already have my next vented moment. Oh, wow. Okay, then. Well, we'll say that for another day. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a nice day, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Sarah, hello. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Why are you here? I need to decide if I stay with the man I live with and love or leave. Oh, wow. You wrote us this. Roz yeah. and Mocha fixed my life. I've been in a relationship for three years. We share a home and two dogs. Since the beginning of our relationship, I've been asking for validation, and he knows I have been. I went and started therapy to help my self-confidence, and he said that if I did that, then he would feel like he could give me more compliments, love, and validation. He never did that. His family is like stale toast. They never show any emotion to each other. It's super weird. So I guess it's what he's been brought up with. But I don't know if he will ever change or give me the love and validation I deserve in the long run. Should I stay or should I start over? What do you mean by validation? 
So I, it's kind of weird because I wrote compliments, but I'm thinking more appreciation and acknowledgement. Gotcha. Like, yeah, I know. I wrote it right, wrong, yeah. I guess. Okay, no, that's that's fine. So so what, uh, like, give us a scenario here. Like, what is what do you feel is missing? Like, give us a real-life example. Okay, um, so what I think is missing is physical and emotional, I guess. Like, so... I know it sounds ridiculous, but if he, if I do something nice, I'd like a thank you, or I really appreciate that you did that for me. Okay. You know, and that's like everything. I do everything in this house. I take the dogs for walks. I do everything, everything for him too. And the physical stuff, like you guys don't cuddle and that kind of stuff? Yeah. No, but yeah. have you, have you always not done that or is this new? Uh, I feel like it's kind of newer now because I think I'm starting to resent him and he sees it. Yeah. Mm. That's a problem. But you said it's been starting now. So was it like always kind of just there at the beginning of the relationship? Like it was yeah. never okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it wasn't okay, okay, okay. That's for sure. Oh wow, damn. So okay. so what are the conversations then outside of him saying to you like, okay, well if you go and do therapy, then I'm gonna make an effort. Like what else has happened or what other conversations are being had? Like are you bringing this up at home with him? Like. Telling yeah, him exactly how you feel? Have, we've done therapy now, mm-hmm. both together, and I get a lot of, I don't know why I can't do this. Like he just, <laughs> and it's like, he, do I wait? <laughs> so he's saying that he's incapable of sort of giving you that reassurance and, yeah. and kindness, I guess you could say, that, um, that, you, that you need. Now, is he, is he blaming himself or is he saying that it's a problem with you or what is he attributing that to? Well, now he's blaming himself because I've done the work and but now he's just saying that he can't do it. He wasn't raised with it and But why did you have to do so much work for him to just give you general appreciation? Why did you feel that you that was something that you needed to work on? And yeah, that's uh that's something I ask myself all the time because I've always had crappy self-confidence. That's yeah. just how I you know, I grew up, but I ask myself that all the time now that I've done the work. Why is it that but, I can't get what I need? But I just don't understand what work you needed to do. Did you feel like you needed to do the work like for yourself or for yeah. the relationship um, as like I, your, your your last option? I was putting myself down a lot. Okay. And I guess that pushed him away from giving me compliments. I know it sounds ridiculous. But why why wasn't he trying to lift you up? That's a good question, Roz. Yeah, I don't know if the the way to go about this is is saying that this is a you problem or a him problem. I think that the only way to get through something like this is to sit down and say that you know this is a if if there if you're hurting, I'm hurting. If I'm hurting, you're hurting. This is not something that we're going to figure out as individuals. This is only something that we're going to be able to figure out together. And it's yeah. nothing that any of us need to fix before the other person can start doing something. We go through this as a team. And, mm-hmm. you, and and I'm going to be honest with you and you need to be honest with me. And, and there's no other way to do it. You can't go off and say, I'm going to go to therapy and start working on myself. And then he's like, okay, well, when you do that, then I can start appreciating you. Like that is, yeah. it's, it's a terrible relationship. It's never going to work. And then you're going to wind up exactly where you are, which is resenting him. And, yeah. as, and as soon as you start resenting somebody in a relationship, it's done. You're right. <laughs> That's the killer right. right there. Um, I have one question, and forgive me for being a little bit too harsh, Sarah, even though, because I know you guys have been in a a relationship for three years. Do you think this guy wants to be in a relationship anymore? Honestly, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. 
that's a good, that's a great question. Again, like I don't know if I had that answer for you, I maybe would know what my own answer is better. I guess. Like, right? is he just with you for just out of convenience? I have asked that, and he just tells me that he wants to try. Okay, so huh. let let's just say this, right? Let's say yeah. that all everything he has said, and all my family, and I got in, and all of this stuff, right? Which may which may be true, but let's flip it here. Let's say that every answer to every question you've asked him as far as why he can't show you love, appreciation, compassion, instead of the excuse he gives you, what if the answer to that question is he doesn't love you anymore? Then I would feel a bit better and know what to do. It would hurt, but at least I would know what to do for myself. Because this may, this to me sounds a little bit like a coward. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like he is sort of maybe afraid of going off on his own because he doesn't know what's out there, but you're there and you don't hate him and you do all the stuff around the house and like, hey, maybe I could just sort of, you know, cruise at this for a little while. Is he madly in love with you and you look at each other and want to rip each other's clothes off and you're like, oh my God, I miss you when you're not around? No. But does he need that? No. That makes a lot of sense. Right? That may be the conversation that you need to have. Yeah. I might have to have that. I think again. you should. I think you should. <laughs> and the, the hardest part of all of this is just having, you know, honest conversations because people can yeah. go 40 years in a miserable relationship simply because they didn't talk to each other. Thanks, guys. All right, Sarah. Uh, I just have to do one thing, okay? I have to name drop my twin sister, Tara. Okay. All right. I don't know why. She just told me to. Oh. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, I know there's a story with it. Cool. Shout out to Sarah and Tara, I guess. <laughs> Love you, Sarah. You, you take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.